Hey, this is Andy. And Randy. And we're here on AT Corner. Being an athletic trainer comes with ups and downs, and we're here to showcase it all. Join us as we share our world in sports medicine. Welcome back to another episode of AT Corner. For the story episode, we are coming to you from our new podcast studio. Yes, so we hope it is not too echoey because we are still moving. But if you are watching on YouTube, check out this new podcast art behind us. It's pretty cool. Yes, we are definitely upgrading the space, I'd say. AT official. Oh, big time. What are we talking about, Randy? So for this episode, we're going into every AT's favorite topic, and that's salaries, maybe some negotiating. At the end, we'll even include some phrases that you can negotiate with. And not only are we talking about just getting a new job, but also raises in your current job. Ooh, I like it. I think uh, every AT would like probably a little bit of a raise. (laughs) Yeah, I would agree (laughs) with you. Oh, and this was actually a requested episode, and I do not know why I did not write it down, but I can't remember right now who requested it. But when I find it, I will put it on our Facebook group or something. And I think this is you know, much needed because I feel like a lot of people are told to like, oh, you should be picky about your salary. You should negotiate. But no one ever really tells you how or what or, that looks yeah, like. Yeah, like to, so to hear it from someone else's perspective, I think would be awesome. The thing that actually that reminds me of is when we're going through school and they're like, okay, you have this gen med thing. What do you do? And they're like, you refer. Yeah. And we're like, okay. Refer to who? Exactly. Yes, we all know to refer and refer to a doctor, but then you have to ask yourself, which doctor? Right. Like, okay, I got that, but what do I do now? It's the same thing. Like, we're negotiating, but how do I how, do that? What does that look like? Yes. Right. Like, how is it appropriate? You can't just go into your boss and be like, can I have more money, please? Right. It, it doesn't work quite like that. Right. Um, so, when I put our Instagram stories up, our prompts, um, the call for stories up on our Instagram stories. I One of the first questions I asked was if people have negotiated their salary before. Nice. Surprisingly, only about 60% of the people who we polled have negotiated hmm. their salaries. Okay. So that's more than half. You, that is more than half. And you, you've done a pretty good job of that. Yes. I would say every job that I've had, I've negotiated. And I've been successful in all of them except for one. Uh, that's that's just because you're an alpha. <laughs> that's right. I said it. That's right. It's it's out there now. <laughs> okay, are you taking a page from one of my athletes now? I I it was very accurate, so I give credit where credit's due. Um, Randy has this new thing where he's calling me alpha because one of my athletes oh, yes. decided that that is well. It's is it not true? It's pretty true. Okay. Yep. I don't even know what to say to that. That's right. Boom. So similarly, (laughs) we had, so we had 60% of people, I think it was 60, 60% of people who would, who negotiated salaries, 57% of people who we polled have asked for a raise. Oh, interesting. Okay. Hmm. So 40% of people who we polled just kind of just are okay with their current situation well i think well now after listening to the first few minutes just go in and be like hey i'm an alpha and you get paid more i don't think that's how that works i think it works 100 percent of the time 80 percent of the time okay that made no <laughs> sense um so actually the first few stories that we have are about the nata salary survey okay which i mean makes sense because i feel like with us talking about negotiating yeah. that is such a big useful tool for us oh absolutely and it's readily available as well if you're an nata member yes of course um so julie r said i asked and provided everything that i did that wasn't in my job description then i accompanied it with the new nata salary survey that had just come out i went into the meeting uh the meeting about her raise yeah um very prepared and confident and ended up getting it oh nice She also says, I had everything printed out and highlighted. Also used the tactic of AT shortage that my boss and head of school were already aware of. It was last spring. (laughs) To my advantage, that if you want me to stay, make it worth it for me. Oh, big time. Yeah, especially when there's a demand for athletic trainers. And plus, a lot of ATs now, rightfully so, are seeing their worth and understanding that, hey, I don't need to be in a 
bad environment for low pay. Mm-hmm. I can I can find elsewhere. Although I will say, it's not always up to just the boss or the person like yes. right above you. Yes, and I think that's where we kind of run into issues. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's definitely, there's some issues that go well above probably just athletics in general, if you're working in an athletic setting. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, even if you're not. Yeah. There's issues that go way above. We're not exactly top of the totem pole. No, (laughs) no. So kind of going along this topic of the NATA salary survey, Kate B said, I've always used a salary survey and I encourage anyone I know getting into the field to do the same. Best bet with the salary survey is to use all the demographics it lets you choose from, like state, setting, years of experience. Oh, that's smart, yeah. So I used the NATA salary survey when I was introducing athletic training. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, two things. So um, one time I was using it because um, there was a professional dance company that um, I'm working with that um, has never had an athletic trainer before. Yeah. And so we, I kind of use that as a justification as well as when I was working at the high school, um, I was only per diem at the high school through a contracting company, but then they, the high school wanted to pull me on full time. And so there was a whole meeting that went into that and a whole, I need to find those actually. I've, I've given them to some people, but it's like, what it starts to, um, what it takes to start up an athletic training clinic, yes. um, budgets, the NATA salary survey, what I should be getting, um, some other negotiation things, like which we're going to talk about. It's not just all about the money. No, it's not. So anyway, I use that. And then also California, I don't know if all states have this, mm-hmm. um, but California has a per diem rate. Oh, yes. That includes... Oh, that does not include supplies. Yeah, they have they give you recommendations on both rates, whether you're if you have supplies or if you have to get your own supplies. Oh, they have the second rate too? I believe so. Oh, I've always only seen the one. Yeah, I've seen it to where here's the rate if you're using your own supplies, and mm-hmm. then here's the rate if they're if supplies are uh, provided to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is very useful because that's true. Sometimes in per diem, amongst the things that you should ask when you're taking a per diem job is Who's providing me supplies and what supplies am I provided? Exactly. <laughs> I feel like we should do an episode on what questions to ask before you per, take a job. Di- yeah. Per, yeah. Uh, take a job or per diem. Especially general. per diem. Yeah. We could probably do a whole episode on per diem. Oh, 100%. That's a whole nother thing because that goes into taxes as well. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so likewise, I also asked about the NATA salary survey on our Instagram polls um, so it looks like the majority of people are actually lower, like their salaries are lower than what the NATA salary survey says. Oh, that's brutal. But that means that they can use the NATA yeah. salary survey to their advantage. So up. 45% of people, um, 18% of people were higher than what was listed in the survey. Yes. And I think technically that's luckily, I believe I'm close to that range right there. Oh, no, I definitely think I'm below because if you stay in my setting for a long time, you you, you get just paid. compound. Yeah, you yeah. just you get paid pretty well. I mean, we, we all got to start somewhere. <laughs> that is true. So I thought this next story was actually really interesting Okay. because, and this one's anonymous, which I figured that a lot of these were going to yeah. be anonymous. Um, this is talking about negotiating raises without using the salary survey, okay. but using other information. So Anonymous says, I straight up called every AT that works my sport in a conference that our school aspires to be in and asked them what their salary was. Basically, they did their own salary survey. Yeah. <laughs> well, not only salary. Oh. Yes, Anonymous continues with, all but a few shared a lot of info with me. I got their years of experience, years at the institution, sport workload, and summer hours. I put it all in a spreadsheet along with my salary comparison and sent it to my head AT who took it to the AD and VP. It is not fully worked out on my end officially, but I'm being told I'll be getting a significant raise, upwards of 25%. That's pretty good. That's nuts. That's amazing. With half coming January 1st and the other half July 1st. It also sparked a revamp of our base salaries 
and is affecting our whole AT department, so it's taking much longer than I wanted, but hopefully worth it in the end, and especially if it's benefiting the entire department. Right. Well, things like this, it's like you have to, you can't just hope that it's going to (laughs) happen. There are certain things that, that make change and make things happen, so... For example, like there was a job that I had that I was going to leave. And that's when my employer was like, oh, oh, yeah. oh we need to have an emergency meeting yep. about um, salaries. We need to pull all, like like this person did pull all the salaries yep. of the surrounding ATs and then see what we can do. And so it's kind of like that threat to leave or like some change. There are some things that cre- that create that ball rolling. Especially, you know, it's definitely a motivating factor if they like you too. Because mm-hmm. yeah, in that case, like, hey, well, especially, you know, you're doing this much for the university, you know, they would hate to see that just go away on something that maybe they could have controlled. Right. So there's a lot of transparency. I think people nowadays are being way more transparent with their salaries and yes. I think the reason why is because we can use it to our benefit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I feel like, I mean, I still think it's a little taboo for some people in society as in general, but I do think more people are open about talking about salaries. I would say probably all of our friends know yes. our salaries. Yes. And we know theirs. I mean, there's also that dude on uh, uh, TikTok or something that asks random people, what do you do? I don't watch that. <laughs> so I'm just saying, it, it 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 you can as a society, it is getting less taboo. So it's good to see that happening in athletic training as well, right? Especially like I like that this is a lot. There's a lot more taken into consideration. Yes. Um, we're gonna go into a couple of different things that you can negotiate that are not salary. I think we already talked about that. Yes. But yeah, I just I also like to highlight this because obviously. You don't have to use a salary survey. However, that salary survey is, is to at least to me, gold standard. Yes. It kind of gives you the best idea, like pull, like demographics. Like I could, I just looked up right now and I just looked at, um, you know, I selected my membership category, work setting, job title, my full-time or part-time status, and then my credentials and just it spit out specific, very specific things. Yeah. And I mean, you're also relying on one, the people in your setting or that match very similar to your position, hopefully did their salary survey. So this is one aspect, like you can really get specific to your, like he did like his conference, right? Because this is what your school's competing against. Or like in his case, like going to try and get into that conference, like, well, here's the expectation if we're going to be in there. Right. So, I mean, it, this is, you know, nice the way um, Anonymous, you know, did this for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just have to put this plug in there because it drives me crazy every time the NATA salary survey comes out and people who aren't NATA members are like, oh, let me get, let me look at that. After <laughs> they're like, oh, I, I refuse to pay NATA dues because NATA does nothing for me. So just, just a little plug of like NATA does more than you think they do. And yes, they do more than salary survey. Yes, absolutely. I'm not going to get on my soapbox. Eh, but. Position statements. Right, right. All right. So negotiating, raising, negotiating raises and a unique ask. Okay. This one's by anonymous as well. A different anonymous. <laughs> yes. My first year at my job, I made about 27K to be part-time but this was doing during covid so i really was there wherever and whenever they needed me also did team travel so was way over full-time oh definitely Mm -hmm. after the first year i basically proved myself to be valuable enough they moved me to a full-time and 50k third year they added new teams at my school wanted me to help with nutrition and oversee the new strength and conditioning coach for 55k Man, I went back and forth with them for a few weeks, and I think they knew I really liked the position and wouldn't leave, so they wouldn't budge on the number. See, that's where that leverage comes in. Yeah, that's That's true. That's tough. I was disappointed, but have made it clear all year that I deserve to be paid more. So after my first full-time year, they had just sent me the contract for the next year to sign. Without any type of conversation or anything, just standard percent raise, I think. Okay, so this happened to me. Oh, yes, it did. That's right. I was just sent a contract and I was told to sign it. 
And here is also my plug. I could probably get on so many soapboxes this episode. Here's also my plug. Do not sign anything, anything until you agree to whatever it says. Oh, big time. 100%. Definitely read your contract. I was not caught that this year. Um, however, I was the, the one time I'm, I'm talking about was actually my start date. Oh, yeah. I remember My that one. start date of a job. I signed and I did not realize um, that they caught me on, I was supposed to have a meeting prior yes. and the way they worded it, it was just really, I don't have any other word than sketchy. It was just really sketchy. Yeah. So my start date was not what I had thought, <laughs> thought that it was. Or what you guys initially talked about. Right. So don't get caught signing something you don't want to sign. Yep. Anonymous continues with, I told them I wasn't going to sign it until they were able to lay out my job duties, what they expected of me, etc. So smart. Definitely smart. Right there. So once they did all of that, I was like, okay, I think I should be closer to 60K. And I think my mistake was saying, like, I'm going to come back no matter what. I just kind of lost my bargaining power. And it was easy for them to be like, well, we can't do anything over 55K this year. But this year. Yeah, exactly. But since I'm in charge of team nutrition, I did have them write into my contract that I, that I get all of the team meals. So in the end, I don't have to cook much anymore, but more money would still be nicer. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? That, hey, at least you get team meals. See, that's, that's a really interesting. That is, that's not something that I would have thought of. But. No. I mean, yes, more money would definitely be nicer, but I mean... Are we saving money because you? Because you're not. Yeah, getting, you're getting as meals. many groceries. Yeah. Hey, this. Hey, that was. You know, that and was pretty savvy. And you know what? Time is money. Time is money. You know what? That was savvy. Yeah. I. W- way to make the best out of that situation. I was really, I was really in awe of this. Anyway. So, anyways, moral of the story: My AD knows me pretty personally and knew I wanted to stay no matter what they paid me. I'm happy in my position, and I think in this case that wasn't that was taken advantage of pay wise. Because with everything they have me doing, I definitely deserve more compensation. Mm-hmm. And I think now, almost halfway through the year, they see how much more responsibility they really gave me and how much busier it made me. So I'm hoping, because of that personal relationship, they also see where I'm coming from. Like, no, we actually need to pay her more. She was right. I'm hoping the negotiations go better this year since cost of living and inflation are so high. Without a better raise, it'll be hard to do. Oh, 100%. But yeah, that is tough when they know you're that you're not going to leave. Makes them not super quick to be like, oh, yeah, 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 we'll give you more. Oh, yeah, we well, let's just reach in this back pocket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, is, that is a tough situation. But That's team, the emergency money. <laughs> team meals. I, hats off. That was savvy. Mm-hmm. That is another thing is I feel like a lot of people at the end of the year, they're like, oh, I forgot what I did this year. Like they didn't yes. like there's so much that you've done throughout the year or you're busy. And so it's hard to keep track. But when you are doing extra things or when you're revising policies or when you are um, making connections with other people on campus or you, when you are bringing things to your athletic training clinic that is not done before, you really need to document yeah. those things oh, big time. so that when you get into these meetings and get into, Hey, it's time to, Time to negotiate for a raise. Here's why. Not just because I want more money. Yeah. But here's what I've done. What I like to do is use that uh, treatment log information to total the value of the treatments that you've done. You know, and show how much your services have cost and technically saved the school. Because if you weren't there, they would have to go refer that elsewhere, go through their insurance, which, you know, as the price of um insurance claims goes up you know that means the school has to pay more in a premium so you're just being there providing high level services saves money it's true it's just a lot of work yeah it (laughs) even i like i was doing pretty well with it and then i got busy and i lost track of it that's why an emr that can uh that that can track that that can track that slash your student athletes slash i guess yourself stays on top of yeah that would be very helpful so we're going to switch gears again because now we're talking about initial offers. Okay. 
Um, actually, I honestly I don't remember if this is the only one that we're talking about the initial offer, but this one is specifically um, negotiating when you first get that job. Okay. So this is by Audric W. My first job, my employer offered me the job, and after I accepted and turned down other positions, he changed my salary by almost 10 No. See, okay, this is exactly what I'm talking about when don't sign anything until you have what you want because technically nothing's signed. Yeah, that's true. That's br- That's dirty. Right. That's horrible. It's very horrible. I found out later he was infamous for this behavior. Of course. That's usually how you find out is later. And lowballing ATs because he was an ATPT who owned the company and felt AT shouldn't make as much, which I'm just going to interject here. We are not against PTs. This is not this is not a general statement. This is yeah. a specific ATPT who unfortunately does not see the value. ATs yeah. value. Um, but anyway, I'm going to continue. He had been around the area so long that he set the bar for what other companies paid ATs. Of course. Because what the going rate is, like, it's hard to... Oh, yeah. If we can get you for this much, why would why we pay more? Why would we more? pay more? Yeah. And he was a member of the licensing board in the state I was working in. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so he had a little bit of power. Yeah, seriously. He immediately gave me a contract that was less than what we... Actually, honestly, why does he even employ ATs? If, if that is... Yeah. The, well, because he doesn't have to pay as much. I guess. So, anyway. Uh, Audric says, he immediately gave me a contract that was less than what we discussed, but I was stuck. As for the conversations, they happened over the phone. I was offered under 40k. I told them I'd be interested in the position, but only if the salary was competitive. They said I'd be the highest paid AT in their company. I asked them how many ATs in their company had my experience combined with a number of certifications. Ooh, nice. They asked fairly honestly and said none to either question. I mentioned that when you look at those factors, it's not a matter of what is fair to the current employees. It's a matter of pay matching the level of who you are trying to hire and level of care you intend to offer. Definitely. They said they would call me back. They did end up meeting me around a uh, 1K under the original offer, and I agreed. Mainly because I was working for a company that was imploding due to a lack of oversight in how to use <sighs> utilize the ATs and damaging relationships with the schools they were planning to dump all the ATs and or pay them less than amongst a bunch of other things. So the new recruiter and I both agreed on the terms that we both set and I accepted. Yeah, it's definitely tough when uh, you don't have the options available. Like if that's the one you have to take, you're just like, it, what's the pick your poison at this point. I think that that is something that is so toxic in the athletic training community. Yes. Um, don't take low ball offers. Don't take low ball jobs. Don't and like yes, if in a perfect world, absolutely we would not take those. Yes, but however, yeah, if bill, you need to pay the bills, bills need to get paid. What like would you rather work at Dunkin' Donuts or would you rather be an athletic trainer? Exactly. Like what? What are you gonna do? And I think that that's what's so. It's like book versus reality yeah it's like okay don't take those offers but what if but like what happens? it's the only one that you get well also for those newly certifieds right you just got out of school now most of you know now all of them coming out are going to be master's degrees so now you have two sets of student loans you need to pay oof your bachelor's and now your master's so now you know it's a little harder to say no to a, a job right right and i think I agree. I think it's, you know, more, more, you know, clinicians need to, I definitely identify their work because there's some larger universities that let's be honest, are doing pretty well that Mm -hmm. still pay their ATs very subpar Mm -hmm. while the coach is making millions. Who's getting more screen time. True. Valid. That's how they justify it. Yeah, that is how they justify it. But you see, you know, the more and I, I and I've noticed that I've noticed some universities and, and as a whole starting to pay like a little bit higher. And it's good to see because I do think more people are like, uh, I'd rather go do this. Mm-hmm. So this next story is anonymous and it is talking about raises um, in relation to additional work. Ooh. 
So Anonymous says, I'm at a high school with another full-time AT. She was recently out on maternity leave. Initially, it was discussed that they would have a sub to replace her while she was gone during preseason. However, with the athletic training shortage, that did not happen. I sent numerous emails to my supervisor asking for additional help. Meanwhile, I was making up for mine and the other AT's hours. We are contracted through a PT company. So an additional issue was that the school was paying for two full-time ATs and not getting that. Ooh, true. Mm-hmm. Also, RAD made the practice schedule with the intention that we would have two ATs that could switch off morning and night. After almost four weeks of me emailing asking for a solution, I decided I was done asking. I told my supervisor that it's obvious I'm not getting any help. Therefore, I want to be paid additional for doing the work of two full-time ATs. The next day, I was on a call with my supervisor and our regional director. If they were not going to give me what I was asking for, I was fully prepared to quit. And they could tell those were my intentions. Unfortunately, that call was not great. She told me I needed to take ownership of putting myself into this position, and no one told me to work all the extra hours. Okay, I just want to interject. Uh-oh. If it was the opposite way around, uh-huh. and this person was not working all the extra hours... Yeah. And someone got hurt or hopefully not, but something worse. Yeah. Then they'd be like, like, why weren't you there? Right. Yeah. Right. It's a catch 22. So unfortunately, you have to think about what's going to happen liability wise. Oh, definitely. And if you can figure out how to do both of those things and show the value or the need, the necessity while still maintaining safety. Yeah. I think that that's it's the fine line. Yeah. Well, also, too, as Anonymous continues, I said I said no one also told me I had an option. See, that's sneaky. Yeah. They didn't mm-hmm. say like, "Hey, like you don't need to be doing this much. Like we understand the situation." Or like uh one of my employers it was like, "Oh, you scored a big win with the coaches." Oh, yeah, I remember that one. You scored one. a big win with the coaches when you said you would work holidays. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I had that option. Why, why did you why did you score a win? Is it because previous em- employees didn't work holidays? Yeah, I didn't know that was an option. Oh, yeah, no one gave you that one, huh? Anonymous continues with Then she said I was in charge of my schedule but then proceeded to backtrack and said it's the AD who decides what goes uncovered and my supervisor and AD should have a meeting about that. Oh, you see, they don't, even, they don't even know what they're talking about now. The whole meeting, I just tried to stand my ground. I made sure to have the exact dates of the previous emails and responses so she couldn't try and make excuses. This is another plug for if you do not document things. Um, I mean, not everything. I mean, just kidding. I should probably say you should document everything, but... For real life, you should be documenting the the important things, the things that you're going to go back to, the things that hey, someone else might go back to. Emails are great. You need Even to be documenting those follow-up things. emails from meetings. Mm-hmm. I also made sure she was aware how upset our AD was, and if they weren't going to pay me more, then he was going to ask to be charged less. I think that helped. Ultimately, they did give me the raise for the additional work I was doing. I expressed my disappointment with the company and explained how AATs are constantly advocating for themselves, but I shouldn't have to do that to my own employer. It sucks that it had to go down the way it did, but in the end, I got the results I wanted. Mm-hmm. And that's hey, at the end of the day, that's what matters. But it does suck that you have to go through that much drama. Right. I think that also another puzzle piece is the fact that you're talking about relationships with your employer as well. And yeah. like one of our previous stories that was talking about, you know, the AD is close to them and they, you yeah. know, they have a personal relationship. I just feel like it, that's sometimes hard to feel like you want to ask because yeah. if you are denied or if you fail, you feel like it's not, um, that's just a weird. Yeah. No big time. But, I think that you have to treat this as as its business. It, and it is. At the end of the day, you are in business. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, and, and hopefully the people that you're negotiating with also know that. Right. right? It, nothing's ever really personal. It's just because how I look at it is some employers, 
And it's the same thing that I try to explain to student athletes about coaches, right? Like some athletes get like jaded that like their coach went with another player and it's just like, it's business. You can't, yeah, you can't look at it with emotions. Yeah. It sucks. It really does. Yeah. It's unfortunate. And yeah, maybe the coach, you know, does care for you as a person, but at the end of the day, they want to win. And if there's someone better than you, they're probably going to go after that person. Also, I just want to say with all of these, I feel like the underlying message or the underlying like theme is that you have to communicate because one, no one's going to read your mind. Yep. Everyone's going to assume that everyone wants a higher salary, right? Yes. But no one is just going to give you a higher salary. Mm-hmm. If you've been doing things, you have to bring it to someone's attention. If Absolutely. you want a higher salary, you have to ask for it. Oh, also, it's it's okay to be a little selfish. Yeah. It, yeah. it is okay. Mm-hmm. I was negotiating when I was not even certified for a couple... Actually, when I was... My very, very first job. Sorry, I had to get rid of the bug. Thank you. (laughs) Um, My very, very first job that I was not even certified yet. I was negotiating. That's right. So you you just have to put yourself out there and and you have to ask. Otherwise... All they can say is no. Right. And now you know how they may value you. And I had nothing to go off of. I had nothing to stand on. I had no years of experience. No, you had your confidence and your <laughs> alphaness. No, yep. we are not keeping Boom. that. We thing. are keeping that. We are that. not keeping that. Yes, thing. we are. <laughs> Woo! You want to go to the next story? Let's do it. So this one's from Kate B. She said I was able to negotiate up my salary due to gas prices and oh, tolls. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm third-party outreach at a college. The company I worked for started expanding much further south than usual. When I applied for the job, it said it was about 30 minutes south of my home. But when I had a phone interview, the first thing they told me was that the position was actually an hour away. (sighs) Due to the necessity of athletic trainers in that area, and it ended up being the COVID season about to start, Uh I was more than happy to take it since I was not happy here at my job. That was only 25 minutes down the road. I did not negotiate salary until they offered me at the end of the process. And I mentioned tolls and gas based on roadways I would take for the 70 miles to get to work. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. That's a drive. That's like double my drive. Yeah. That's literally you there and back. Almost. That's brutal. <clears throat> I think mine's like 47 right now. Yes. Um, when I figured out the distance between my home and the job, I calculated tolls. Our state has a website to do that. <laughs> Honestly, it seemed like they needed to fill the position fast enough that it wasn't a problem oh, for good. them. See? Without hesitation, he re- raised my See? salary. Bargaining power. Yes, but it also a timing thing. It's a timing thing. Yes. Um, I've, like we've said before, we've both sat in interviews. Um, it is a very quick turnoff if someone asks about the salary, to me at least, ask about the salary in the interview. Because <laughs> if you are offered... Then you can yeah. you can go through that yeah. process, but like you only have like a couple questions. Don't use like I want to know about the place. I want to know why, like what you're interested in. Yeah, that you're not just here for the money. Yeah. So I think that that is a, a good timing thing. Yeah. Um, also, um, didn't negotiate until the end. That's also when you have the most power. Yeah, that's true. You can say things like, let me think it over, or because they, you already know that you're the only one being offered. Yep. Um, now I kind of want to talk about things that you can negotiate other than just salary. Yes, that's very important. Because sometimes when the salary is like landlocked or yeah. what's, a, what's a better term? Like you, it just, it's just capped not, out. Yeah. Yeah. You, sometimes you're capped. Sometimes like, I mean, like, especially there's, like state schools, like they have a system. Right. Or there's no room for negotiation. Yeah. If there's no room, that is something like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go for phrases real quick. Um, I always start well, after they offer, I always say, is there room for negotiation? Yes. Because one that op- it's an open conversation. And then two, I can get a feel for how they answer. Yes. Um, I've had one place tell me that 
unfortunately, there's no mm-hmm. room for negotiation. Um, and so then it's like, okay, well, if there's no room for negotiation now, um, I'm going to look at some of the other things that yeah. you offer other than salary or, um, or even like, and I'm not talking just like full-time jobs. Yeah. I'm talking part-time jobs. I'm talking per diem. I'm talking contract, everything, team all of the meals. above. I'm still stoked about the team meal thing. <laughs> right. That was so savvy. Mm-hmm. So uh, this next story is from Colby T. He says, I'm in hospital outreach, but instead of high school, I'm in professional rugby. They pay for yearly subscription to Medridge, and they also offer in-house CEU courses for free. Every athletic trainer that is employed through the hospital gets the access. Nice. Um, And also, speaking of, I put on our Instagram stories if people get CEUs or conferences through their employer. Okay, we the people we polled about fifty percent of AT employers oh, pay for their CEUs. I was like, "What?" I feel this like is... that's true, though. I feel like it's hit or miss. Some, I've never well. I've you been, had Medbridge. I had Medbridge. I had Medbridge. So I guess if you're being technical, that is paying for my CEUs. But like, uh-huh. I don't know. Like when I imagine that, I feel like they're paying for events. I've had... But I have had Medbridge, which is nice. I've had in-house CU courses for free. Oh, yeah, you have. I've had online CU courses for free through the... uh, What is it? PT clinic? Yes. And I've also had... Through the PT clinic worldwide, whatever courses they had for free. That's cool. And like journal clubs. They had like journal clubs. That sounds fun. I didn't do those. I know, but it sounds fun. <laughs> um, actually, I think this is a perfect time for our plug <laughs> from Medbridge. Yes, I think so too. So if you're, you know what? This could be used if your employer pays for your CEUs <laughs> or if your employer does not pay for your CEUs. Yeah. Um, you can get $150 off Medbridge subscription. It's a year-long subscription and you can just use the code ATCORNER. And bonus, it helps support the show. So we can buy things like win-win. this cool podcast art behind us. It's a win-win. Win-win for everybody. You get your mm-hmm. CEUs and you support our show. Yeah. And we get more podcast art. We do. Also, big <laughs> big thank you to the people who are reviewing us, or I mean rating us on on uh, yes. the podcast providers. We, yes. we have a couple more ratings. All five star, if I might add. Yeah. Keep, let's, let's keep that rocking, huh? Mm-hmm. So what are some other things we can negotiate? Um, have, so, oh, have you negotiated any other no. things other than salary? Have you negotiated salary? Not successfully. And not, I don't know. It was weird where I was at. I, I could be honest. I was. I, I haven't done a good job of negotiating my salary. Like raise tried, or like initial? Raise. Okay. What about initial? No, not initial. Have you asked? No, not yet. Now I'm going going now forward. You're, now you're going to ask. Yeah, and going forward I am. That's right. Well, now you have all the tips of all of exactly. our listeners. See, this was this was educational for me. Mm-hmm. So here, I know our Instagram poll said sixty percent, but we got fifty fifty right here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm actually surprised by that because you're the one who told me to ask. Yeah, I guess I just didn't feel I was in the position of power. That's yeah, that's hard. Yeah. I uh, now now I do. You've got you've asked for ra- <laughs> you've asked for raises before. You've gotten some raises. I have. But my last attempt at asking was Oh, foiled. latest. Yeah, the my latest. latest was foiled. Ugh. They did me dirty. That's annoying. They were when they told me how much I was getting paid, I was like, "Well, I believe I should be getting more." And they're like, oh, sorry, we already got it locked in. I'm like, oh, how oh. convenient. We didn't discuss that beforehand. <laughs> cool. Oh, you guys signed on it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so some other things to negotiate. Some of these we got from, actually, I think, I don't remember where I got this list. From. I think it's, I think I put it on our Instagram stories. Um, see you money, stipend, um, big ones, flex time, comp time, overtime. Oh, yeah, overtime. Or vacation. Um, so, Flex time, meaning like if you work like 50 hours one week, you can work 30 hours the next. Or if you work like 10 hours one day, oh, okay. you can work like six hours the next. Nice. Right? So yeah. like flexible time. 
um, comp time or is that comp time? Am I mixing that up? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, comp time would be taking time off instead of receiving overtime um, pay. Uh, yeah, yeah, And then f- flex time is, like, you can adjust your yeah. hours, I think. So, anyway, you, you can look into that. And <laughs> if salary is not negotiable or, like, what you're getting, like, hourly rate or, like, whatever. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I don't know if this is something that people have done, but I know that salary versus hourly... Or yes. like 10-month, 11-month, 12-month contracts, yeah. those all make a difference too. Oh, big time. And not just like when you're first initially, like when you're first initially starting, but also let's say you've been working in an 11-month position. Yeah. And you, even if you get paid over 12 months, it's better to have a 12-month contract or not a contract at all. Just, yes. a, just a job. Yep. Um, Because of your... Um, retirement, mm-hmm. putting away that extra month every year yep. or those two months every year. So 10 months, 12 months. Also, there's certain situations where you're the 10 month or 11 month, but you get paid over the 12. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, like, okay. even if you get paid over 12, yeah. I don't think those, I don't think if you're 10 month and you get paid over 12, I don't think those extra two months to go to retirement. Ooh, interesting. So that's something that, that you might a, yeah. want to negotiate like, hey, can we look into making my position 12 month or yeah. 11 month or something? And I'll just take my vacation on this time. Yeah. Interesting. Um, speaking of vacations, some jobs don't have vacation. Some hmm. jobs don't have overtime. Yeah, some jobs do don't have vacation. Huh? Yeah, some jobs don't have vacation. <laughs> um, overtime. Yep. So this, this is more like hourly. Yeah. Oh, if yeah. You're, if you're hourly... Hopefully, you should be getting overtime, which is what, like time and a half? Yes. That is like huge for athletic trainers because you know we work so much overtime. Oh, big time. That, that's why a lot of places don't want us hourly. Some people were able to negotiate um, their employers to pay for their liability insurance. I've seen that. I've had that. Um, yeah, You've had that personally? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Also, I know, a grad assistant. I know that you've had NATA membership dues paid for. Yep. Um. Some people said reimbursement for clothing okay. and gas. I have heard that, but I've never met anybody who's had a reimbursement for clothing. You know what? I haven't either, but someone submitted it. Yeah. Like, I've heard it. People have talked about getting reimbursed for clothing, but I have never met somebody who's had it. I wonder what like what kind of clothing. I mean, it makes sense if you work in indoor. Yeah. Right? Because most of the time you're wearing some business cash. Reimbursement for gas, that's something that's really... That's what I wish I had. ...could be important, especially if you are not working on site. Or if you don't have facilities. Right, right. Yeah. Um, Also, supply budget. And that's not something that directly affects, like, your take-home, but that's something that could affect, like, your job um, quality of life. It is nice to have more toys. It is. (laughs) Um, okay, so last like section we have phrases. Phrases that people have used to be successful in negotiating. All right. Um, like I said before, I always start with, is there any room for negotiation? Mm-hmm. And then I kind of hear them out. Um, someone said, thank you for the offer, but because of certifications, justification, like whatever you need. Yeah. Um, I would be more comfortable accepting something in this range. Yeah. And give them a number. Yeah. Um, I don't know what percentage like you should go over. Um, I th- I think probably I've only negotiated three thousand dollars higher. Nice. So like I haven't like it, I didn't ask for like. 10 grand over i didn't go for the whole like can you double my pay please right i think i think it was probably like five probably within five percent i imagine okay of their offer yeah i'm just putting out numbers here i don't know (laughs) but i mean that's just from my short career yeah um someone Someone said, because I have more than two years of experience, entry-level salary is not reflective of my experience. True. Um, so essentially, they're saying, like, if you have more than two years of experience, 
you should be negotiating more than that entry-level salary. Oh, absolutely. So if they give you an entry-level salary, then you can just explain like, okay, well, in this profession, like more than two years of experience or like, especially a lot of times the job description will yeah. say needs two years of experience yes. in this setting yes. or something. And so then you can say, you know, your job description says this. Mm-hmm. I have this. Yep. So this is why it's just not reflective. Um, this is interesting. Some people use their current job. Yes. So like my current job is paying so-and-so this much. So in order for me to accept your offer, I would need to match my current compensation. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Right. And I know that some people take pay cuts, but it also depends on like, uh, are you giving me a moving bonus? Yeah. Are you giving me a stipend for... So there were some the people... benefits better? Um, someone submitted a story. They... Um, I can't remember. It was about housing. They got, I think their housing gets paid. I've seen that. I've seen some like help with like the moving, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've heard of the housing. Deal I, I haven't really heard of that. Not personally. I've just heard it out there. Right. I mean, especially if you're like moving a lot. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest phrases that people liked was, let me talk it over and get back to you. And the right reason why that is so important is because you show that you can walk away from this. Yes. Um, I feel like some people are afraid to do that because they feel like their offer is going to get rescinded. Yeah. I would be actually interested to see if anyone actually has had an offer rescinded because I feel like one, like once they open it, like once they offer you, they kind of... I think it depends. It's... it's I know they keep it open. Yeah. Like to the other people, they don't tell them no yet. Yeah. For the most part. But I feel like it's m- more as if you fall through rather than. Yeah. And it's like to get it rescinded, it's more like you more likely probably did something you weren't supposed to or right. something right. popped up that isn't good. Right. Because they already know what they're offering you. I yeah. think at that point, it's not a matter of like. Oh, this person's being greedy. We're going to take away their job. I mean, you like, can't wait for three months. Oh, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. You can't be like, oh, I'll talk to you at the end of the year. Let me talk it over to you and I'll get back to you tomorrow. Yep. Or let me talk it over and I'll get back to you. Um, like if it's a Friday, like I'll get back to you on Monday. Yeah. I've done that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then you also like have time. Um, balls in your court. But then you're also not making an emotional decision. Absolutely. And also, that's a great phrase if you have a significant other. It is a team effort. Yeah. Like, let me let me talk about with my partner. Yep. Yeah. Because I could, I feel like there'd be some irritated uh, significant others or partners if you just came home and go, hey, I t- took this job. Well, maybe if you're making like six figures, like... Oh, <laughs> would that be the difference? Okay, so wait a minute. So if it's like, hey, I'm making seven figures. Here we go. We'll even up uh-huh. it. But we got to move to this state. You didn't have the butt in there before. Well, I'm just that asking, but not... what if that's the situation? No, you were talking about just if, like, including someone. So if I if, if I get offered a seven-figure job, I should just take it? No. You oh. should talk it over with me. Okay, there we go. <laughs> See? See, got it. No, I'm saying it would be a like. What if I came home and was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm making six figures." That's like no strings attached. Just like that's it. I'm just gonna be like, "You didn't discuss it with me." <laughs> I'll be like, "Surprise! <laughs> it's a good surprise." This is like I don't know if there's any Office fans out here, but everyone gets on uh, Jim Halpert for buying a house without talking to Pam. Oh, yeah, I know. Toxic show, apparently. Mm. actually i feel like now that we're at the end of this episode we can share a little bit of our personal experience of buying this house um hi bug you're back so it's been quite the journey trying to buy a house unfortunately but um we and randy and i of course have opposite schedules so randy works like 7 a.m to midday and i work noon to eight sometimes till 10 and I have a long drive, so I feel like we just really don't see each other that much. And it makes it really hard to view houses. Yeah. Um, except for like the weekends, which are football games. But 
Um, or apparently soccer games sometimes. Yes. yes. Football games. Yes. So, and also why I yawn through half of all of our episodes ah, because ah. we record really late at night. And I'm not a night person. But anyway, so Randy was going to view a house, actually our house that we were sitting in right, That's right. now. That's right. And I was out at football practice and I was FaceTiming him before before practice I actually got really um, like going and I had to like pay more attention. Um, and it was 103 degrees and my phone was on FaceTime. It was overheating. So I, but I really needed to see this house because like, this is a big purchase, right? And I ended up having to watch his FaceTime by putting my phone in the ice chest (laughs) so that it wouldn't overheat (laughs) so that I could see our house and it all ended up working out. She put a lot of trust in me. I really did. She asked me, she was like, should we go like, should we go after this house? I'm like, yeah, I think we really need to. She's like, all right. I feel like offering on house is kind of like negotiating for a job. It really is. It's true. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of negotiation over the last year. Yep. Hey, so anyway, that is all we have related to athletic training. And salaries. Um, if you guys are new, we do every other episode as education or stories. So this one was a story episode brought to you by all of our athletic training listeners and Instagram followers. Um, next week we're going back to our education. If you guys want to submit a future story, I know it's been kind of tough to find because I don't have a, um, like specific day, but I think I usually post them like Tuesdays, Wednesdays Yes, is usually when I post the, um, Instagram story prompts. And it's usually the, the week before mm-hmm. we do a story episode Yep. and sorry, I, I don't respond to like the weekend. So. <laughs> um, also if you guys are new, we have a Facebook group where we're, we post episode threads, we post questions a week, so you guys can interact with us, you can interact with other listeners of the show, um, and that is facebook.com slash group slash Podcast. Yep. And Randy, do you have anything else to add? Nope. Thank you for helping us showcase athletic training behind the tape. Bye. <laughs>